0: Getting a good night's sleep can be much easier said than done. But don't worry, because our good friends at CBDMD have exactly what you need to help you unwind and sleep harder than every all-star voter slept on Nikola Vucevic. Sleep BM bath salts fuse superior CBD and melatonin with a mixture of Epsom, Dead Sea, and Himalayan salts to turn any bathtub into a luxury spa experience and give you the relaxation you desperately deserve. And to make it even easier to relax, regroup, and recharge, they're offering all our listeners 25% off your next order when you use the promo code NBA at checkout. Once again, that's CBDMD.com, promo code NBA, for 25% off your purchase of superior CBD products from CBDMD. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando magic podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team. Every day, And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is March 17th, 2021. Happy St. Patrick's Day. My name is Philip Rostenreich. I'm the expert and site editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com. Of course, follow me on Twitter at underscore On today's episode of Locked On Magic, good vibes only. The magic back at practice, some good news from practice, and why the magic are better off than you think, despite and eight-game losing streak. Like I said, good vibes only. We'll get to all of that coming up here in just a moment, plus some lessons that I learned since talking about Aaron Gordon in the trade rumors yesterday, some lessons I learned when I actually started breaking down potential Aaron Gordon trades. We'll talk about all that coming up here in just a moment. But before you do any of that, I do want to remind you all you can check out all the great podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network by searching gravity download podcast for Locked On and the team you're looking for. Uh, just like this team covering the online magic with excruciating detail, or a podcast covering the online magic with excruciating detail, like the one you're listening to, there's a podcast for every single team in the NBA that, with this, that, carries, that covers their team with the same level of care and detail that you can only find from a local expert who knows their team best. Want the lowdown on the New York Knicks ahead of Thursday's game? Check out our pals at Locked On Knicks. No matter who your team is, whether it's in the NBA, NFL, NHL, MLB, or College 2, there's a Locked On podcast for you. To search for every download podcast for Locked On and the team you're looking for. The Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Like I said, good vibes only today. Um, I don't have a lot to say. There isn't a lot to get to. The Magic have had a couple days off now and they actually had a real practice, a real live practice. One where they actually were able to scrimmage. They're able to get some live action in. They're able to do everything they needed to do without the worry of you know keeping guys rested or, or anything like that. They actually had the numbers to complete a practice. As Steve Clifford said, the Magic had 13 players, 1-3. That is not a typo, I don't think. 13 players available for practice on Tuesday. That includes Kareem Monet, who is back from the G League bubble, having won the championship with the Lakeland Magic. And yes, Aaron Gordon and Evan Fournier back in the lineup. They're able to participate fully in the team's practice, giving the team again, a full roster or is essentially a full roster to get their work in. Michael Carter Williams described the practice as good organizationally. The team is able to get its offense and defense organized, you're able to work on a few things, tighten some things up, which is what you expect when you're able to get a real practice. And even during a regular NBA season, not this crazy NBA season, when you get these opportunities to have a day off in between a couple in between a couple games, a chance to really get in the gym and work, um, that is such a huge, 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 huge deal. That is such a huge thing. And obviously, getting guys back healthy, especially to starter quality players, and Evan Fournier and Aaron Gordon, are—it's a huge boost to the team. Like, I, I don't care about all the other stuff. You know, when, when you're talking specifically to players and about players, um, you know, you don't—they're worried about the today. They're worried about the now. They're worried about trying to get through the season to try and trying to give themselves a chance. I mean. People might hate me for saying this. The Magic are only four games out of the final playoff spot. I'll I'll, I'll bring those positive vibes down a little bit later on because I, I do know what's coming. Um, th- the Magic are only four games out of the final playoff spot. As a player, as someone who is on the floor trying their best to win the game, that isn't impossible. It's difficult, don't get me wrong, but it's not impossible. Uh, and I think that's how the Magic feel. And that's, that's how the Magic, it felt, um... You know, Steve Clifford after practice on Tuesday acknowledged that there was some frustration. That, you know, this is a group that wants to win and wants to win badly. This is a group that that really feels like they could still accomplish something, or feels like they haven't met their potential. And and they understand that the injuries are a big part of the reason why that's the case. But the Magic certainly also feel that the Magic certainly also feel that they have every opportunity still to take that leap or to take that next step or, or 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 to or to get back in the race. They know that they can play better than their record indicates. And again, maybe their stats don't indicate that, but the injuries have just gutted this team so much. So to come into this upcoming stretch, which we will talk about in a sec, um to come into this upcoming stretch healthy is going to be such a huge deal. Um, again, the magic just they need starter quality players and you know, I know there's plenty of criticism to go around for Aaron Gordon. There's plenty of criticism to go around for Evan Fournier. There's certainly, I mean, I'm, I, get, I promise positive vibes only, but those two guys make this team better. They are two of the best players on the team. And yes, that may not mean the ceiling is as high as uh, other people would like it. Those two players help the Magic win games. You could see it in the Magic's uh, loss to the Miami Heat last Thursday. Just having Aaron Gordon on the floor for those 15 minutes Made the Magic better, even though Aaron was kind of trying to feel himself out a little bit and trying to trying to force his action a little bit to get his feet back under him, which was okay. And his defense certainly was about a half-step slow, I would say. Um, so again, it's not like they're going to come back and immediately great. Um, but you're looking at the offensive splits for this team. Nikola Vucevic and Terrence Ross can't score 30 points every game. That's just not going to be sustainable. Um, you know, during the win streak, the Magic had essentially Evan Fournier, Terrence Ross, and Nikola Vucevic score all their points. They missed Aaron Gordon. Um, and again... They need to, they've lost a lot of ground. They've obviously missed opportunities they needed to take advantage of to win games um, and stay in the playoff race and put themselves in this playoff conversation. Um, but the Magic are obviously they can't go back and take care of that now. Um, the, the focus has to be looking forward, and the focus for the Magic is on picking up wins. I'll point out some stats that suggest the Magic are on the right track. And why the magic might be able to survive a very difficult stretch of the schedule uh, coming up here in just a moment. But first, we're going to get to this at some point. Um, you know, we're going to get to this uh, at some point. Uh, I want to interact with you. I love interacting live with my listeners, with my followers. Follow me on Twitter at Philip R underscore MD. Follow me on Twitter at omagicdaily. Oh That's those are the main places that I interact with people. But I want to do a little bit more, and so I want to let you know about the Locker Room app. It's a live audio, audio only sports talk platform. It's free to download and use. We will set up a locker room at some point. Probably I won't. I won't do a trade deadline day, um, but there'll probably be a game coming up or maybe post trade deadline. We'll set up a locker room and talk about everything the Magic have done or the Magic are doing. Um, so let's let's maybe plan on that. I, I I might have some other lockdown obligations I have to get to, um, but I will let you know we'll do we'll do some type of locker room and have some type of conversation um, coming up in the near future. So follow me on Twitter at uh to find out when I'm going to do that. These locker the locker room app is perfect for watch parties, debates, post game breakdowns and reacting to breaking news. It's the best way to interact with friends. It's the best way to interact with people in the know and have great conversations too. Locker Room is a free audio-only social media platform for sports fans. So start or join ongoing conversations, watch games together, react to the biggest news, rumors, and games. You can talk with other sports fans, insiders, athletes, and executives in real time. Again, join in on conversations with me and have a chance to be featured on the Locked On Magic podcast, we'll be having I'll be scheduling one of these very very soon. My schedule gets weird, um but I do want to make sure we take advantage of this. I'll be hosting a room, uh, room at some point in the future, so be on the lookout for that. I'll try and set up a regular time for the rest of the season, certainly heading into the trade deadline. I know that will be of keen interest. All you need to do to get ready is download the Lockroom app free in the iOS App Store. Create a profile, link your Twitter and join the Magic Group, or join our group when it is established. I'll, I'm still setting it up myself, so I will let you know when I'm about to open a room or when I'm planning to have room. So come with your spiciest takes, and we'll get to it. Download the Locker Room app again, free on the iOS store, create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the conversation on the Locker Room app. Today's podcast is brought to you by Blue Blue Chew is making waves and bringing more confidence to the bedroom. It is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in chewable form and at a fraction of the cost. Blue Chew's tablets combat all forms of ED. It can help men gain extra confidence for when it's time to perform. Blue Chew is an online prescription service, so no visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations except for this one, and no waiting in line at the pharmacy, and it ships right to your door in a discreet package. The process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive a prescription within days. The best part, it's all done online. Blue Chew's licensed medical providers work with you to find the right ingredient and strength for your prescription. Don't like swallowing pills? No problems here. Blue Chew's Sildenafil and Tadal- Tadalafil, that's a mouthful, tablets are chewable. So they're not as much of a mouthful. BlueChew's tablets are made in the USA and they prepare and ship direct. So it's cheaper than a pharmacy. So if you could benefit from extra confidence when it's time to pre- perform, visit BlueChew.com for more details and important safety information. And if you've got a special deal for our listeners, try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code LOCKEDON at checkout, just pay $5 shipping. That's Chew.com promo code LOCKEDON to receive your first month free. And we thank Blue Chew for sponsoring the podcast. We're covering everything you need to know about the Orlando Magic, but what about the rest of sports? Now the Locked On Podcast Network has you covered there as well with Locked On Today, hosted by the great Peter Bukowski, and it's all the sports news you need every morning in less than 20 minutes. Follow the Locked On Today podcast wherever you get podcasts. Like I said Positive vibes only today, or at least for the first half of the sec this segment. Um, the Orlando Magic are on an eight-game losing streak. That That's a bummer. That sucks. That's terrible. The Magic have struggled through a lot of this stretch, and injuries are part of it for sure, uh, uh, but a lot of it, the Magic feel at least, is stuff they can correct, both by getting healthy, getting Evan Fournier and Aaron Gordon back would help tremendously, but also by correcting mistakes that they have they themselves have made, things that... They know they can fix, they can handle, they can deal with. Um, that is that is really part of this equation. That is really part of what the Magic are working on and working, working through and working for. Um, there have been positive signs. And again, this is not a team for moral victories. This is not a team that looks at these positive signs and says, that's enough, we've done it, we're fine, we're in good, we're in good shape. They know it's going to take work. But there have been positive signs. Over the last three games, the Magic have had above-average defensive performances. They gave up 112 points per 100 possessions in the loss to the Miami Heat on Thursday. Um, but they gave up only 107 points per 100 possessions in the blowout loss to the San Antonio Spurs on Friday. So even though the Magic got blown out, um, it wasn't because of their defense. Um, and then again, on against Miami, just 103 points per 100 possessions as they gave up only 102 points. Again... They gave up, what, 107 or 109 against the Spurs. They gave up 111 against the Heat. They gave up uh, on Thursday. And in the second matchup, gave up 102. That's enough to win basketball games, folks. That is the team committing defensively and playing really, really well. Outside of, perhaps outside of uh, the turnovers and the fast break points the Magic are giving up because of them, the Magic's half-court defense has been much tougher to break. We've seen this go in and out over the course of the season, though. This is not, um, this is not something that's new. We know this, is a good, this can be a good defensive team, even with all the absences they've had. It's just been inconsistent. Um, when the offense takes the lead, the defense tends to pull back. When the defense has taken the lead, the offense has been, frankly, non-existent, which gets to larger points about the team that we've made. We're not talking about them today. Positive vibes only. So if the Magic are going to break this eight-game losing streak, and, and that obviously has to happen Thursday against the New York Knicks, they've got to stay committed defensively, and they've got to find some offensive push. And as I noted after the game against Miami, the Magic, the Magic's offense can't be the one that beats them. Um, the Magic cannot let the offense sabotage the defense, and that happens. Obviously, it's, it's everything is very tied together. If the Magic can get their defense set, if they can, stop, if they can, um, if they can get teams into the half court they will have chances to win. And the New York Knicks will obviously present a huge challenge on that front. I said positive vibes only, but there are indeed dark clouds ahead. Steve Clifford called what's coming up over the next two two to three weeks one of the toughest NBA schedules he has ever experienced with some of the toughest travel conditions he has ever experienced. Clifford's been around the league for a very, very long time. Not the first time he's complained about the schedule. He complain, you know. Obviously, this year the schedule is very, very weird. Complained about the schedule early on in the season last year, which was very difficult. This schedule is insanely difficult coming up for the Atlanta Magic. Um, like I said, I'm trying to keep positive vibes only here, but this is a downer for sure. If the Magic don't win Thursday, it's going to be very, very tough to get wins because um, just the opponents are are killer. And of course, the trade deadline will be thrown in the middle with everything that entails. Plus a long road trip that is also very stupid and insane. Coming up for the Orlando Magic, just so you're aware, just so you have some idea of what I'm talking about. Thursday, the Magic are in New York to face the Knicks. No big deal, regular road trip. They face the Brooklyn Nets on Friday night back in Orlando. So a tough New York to Orlando uh, travel, um, which again is just insane. I've seen an Orlando to Brooklyn travel before. Um, and the Magic just did not look ready to play when they were in Brooklyn that night. It was a few years ago. Um, this, is, this, is, this is brutal. This is just insane. Then Sunday, they head to Boston to take on the Boston Celtics, and in Sunday afternoon game. So not only do they have to travel New York to Orlando, they got to go Orlando to Boston within 24 hours and play an afternoon game. Just not a lot of time to recover and rest from there. Orlando will come home for a three-game homestand, which sounds very, very nice until you look at the opponent's. Tuesday versus Denver, you know, if they're third or fourth in the West. Uh, Wednesday on a back-to-back against the Suns, who are second or third in the West, I forget. And then Friday, March 26th, the day after the trade deadline, against the Portland Trailblazers. It looks like Portland might be on a back-to-back that night, so there might be some reprieve. But hey, Damian Lillard has never taken it easy on the Orlando Magic. After that comes the West Coast road trip from hell. And I do mean that uh, sincerely. The Magic travel to Los Angeles to take on the Lakers on Sunday, March 28th, so a week from Sunday. They're at the Clippers on March 30th, a Tuesday. They're at the Pelicans, so they travel all the way back east on April 1st, April Fool's Day, um, to face the Pelicans. And then April 3rd and April 4th, a back-to-back with the Jazz and the Nuggets. Schedule will lighten up a little bit after that. The Magic have a four-game homestand with Washington, Indiana, Milwaukee, and San Antonio. Again, not you know, not not necessarily Murderers Row. Um, you know, potential wins in there for sure. But all those teams, they're playing uh, decently well. Um, the next game that you're, you're probably circling, if you're the Magic, thinking that okay, this one should be a schedule win. Sunday, April eighteenth, versus the Houston Rockets. So we've got a long way to go before the Magic face a, a team, frankly, with a you know that that is completely out of the playoff picture. In fact, looking at the schedule. The next time the Magic play a team with a record that is below 500, I believe is April 7th against the Washington Wizards, um, and then April 9th against the Indiana Pacers, those teams hovering right around the 500 mark. I tried to make positive vibes only, but it is impossible not to note this. This schedule is really, really freaking tough. Um, Thursday is a great opportunity for when the Knicks have lost two, two in a row, but they're playing very, very well, giving both the Brooklyn Nets and the Philadelphia 76ers a run for their money in their last two games. Um... This game has to be a winnable game just because of the practice time the Magic have had, and the Magic have played decently well. Um, But it's going to get rough here. It's going to get very, very rough. And I want everyone to be prepared for it, to understand it. And hopefully, the Magic can sneak out a win somewhere to avoid some infamy. The Rockets, obviously, on a 13 game losing streak, or uh, 17 game losing streak right now, I believe, since Christian Wood went out. Um, The Magic on an eight game losing streak magic are fading fading fast from the playoffs but this team has not given up on those playoff dreams as, as far-fetched as they are and, and you know I, everyone knows I'm an optimist I am not optimistic about a playoff playoff push but Orlando's only four games out of the final playoffs spot. the East isn't running away from anybody the magic can find a way to scratch out some wins and beat some good teams who knows um yeah I'm, I I won't hold my breath the magic are playing better though and that's the real point I want to make whether that's enough to win games well I'm trying to be optimistic. I'm trying to give positive vibes only. We'll talk a little bit about what I learned from the Aaron Gordon discussions that I've had over the last few days coming up here in just a moment. But first, we've been telling you about Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar on the market for a while now. Built Bar is the amazing low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, amazing tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate in all their bars. Now is the time to find out which Built Bar is the best. It is Built Bar Madness. Go to BuiltBar.com or to at, Built, at Bar underscore Built, excuse me, on Twitter, at Bar underscore Built on Twitter. Remember to use the promo code LOCK 15 to get 15% off your next order. Again, that LOCK LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. Check back to see who won today's matchup and who will become the best-tasting protein bar. Today's podcast also brought to you by our pals at BetOnline.ag. It's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football is over, but the NBA, college, basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. MLB even picking up soon. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Get real-time, updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Use promo code Locked On to get that special deal. Bet online, your online sports book experts. It's small market meets big market Wednesdays on the Locked On NBA podcast. Join Jake Madison of the Locked On Pelicans podcast and John Corrales of Locked On Celtics for a look at the NBA week from all angles. Follow the Locked On NBA podcast today wherever you get podcasts. To close out today's show. I want to share some things that I learned as I was going through the Aaron Gordon trade rumors. We discussed rumors on yesterday's podcast, on, on, on Tuesday's podcast, specifically with the spate of rumors that came out involving Aaron Gordon. Um, obviously, Aaron Gordon is going to be a very popular player on the market. I don't think that's going to change very much. Um, as the Magic begin to figure out what their future looks like. Um, and again, it's it's abundantly clear that the Magic are... You know, listening to a lot of deals. Uh, a lot of teams are putting in interest and feelers for what the Magic are trying to do. The Magic's still playing things very close to the vest and assessing what's really out there. And again, we're, you know what, eight days away from the trade deadline now. Um, it's eight days away from the trade deadline. The team isn't uh, isn't going away or the team the team knows that there's still time. It's not a lot of time, but there's still time. I looked at those seven teams that, that were rumored to be interested in Aaron Gordon at one time or another or potentially now, like I said, oftentimes rumors trail reality. Um, you know, that there's, you know, things that are actually happening are actually, hap- you know, things that are actually happening now probably aren't leaking to the media. Um, so sometimes these rumors are, are you know, like breadcrumbs left left in the wake of of something that's really happening. So I, tr- I tend not to look at specific rumors, but what I wanted to do was examine what kind of deals those teams could put together that make sense for the magic. And it's really just about figuring out what the magic want for Aaron Gordon and what what is available or what teams are putting on the table uh, for the magic to move on Aaron Gordon. If you go on to orlandomagicdaily.com, I break down five or six trade ideas um, with those teams that reportedly had interest from the Magic or, or had interest in Aaron Gordon at one time that were mentioned in those various articles that came out Monday. And what I was looking for, just kind of understanding, was, you know, I, I don't think the Magic are gonna be able to trade up. The Magic are sellers. They're not buying anyone. And, and I think the dream was, and re-signing Aaron Gordon was he'll develop, he'll become a better player, and then we can use him to get this, you know, get the star essentially to tie our roster together. Um, you know, I, I think that was the ultimate dream. That's, that's probably not what's going to happen now. What's probably going to happen is the Magic are going to sell off Aaron Gordon for one veteran that to match salaries um, and either a young player or future draft capital. And my feeling watching this front office and seeing how they operate is they were not so interested in draft capital in the offseason because they wanted players that would help them stay in the playoff race. That may change now, so we might see the Magic trade Aaron Gordon for again a veteran, maybe some salary filler, uh, and mostly first and mostly picks if they can get them. Um, the 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 only concrete rumor that came out of all that reporting was the Magic uh, and Minnesota Timberwolves and discussions over Ricky Rubio. Um, constructing that deal, um, you know, the deal that I came up with that I liked was Ricky Rubio, Jalen Noel, and a, a future first-round pick um, for Aaron Gordon. Um, asking for Jalen Knowles, asking for the moon. Um, he's played very, very well. A couple people suggested Jane McDaniels, the, the rookie. I, I don't think the Wolves will move on from him. Uh, Jarrett Culver is probably the more realistic young player target. I, I am not so interested in him because of the shooting problems, although he would certainly fit the team's defensive mindset and defensive potential. But Magic have enough long guys who don't shoot very well. Um, so I, it, that, that, that didn't move the needle for me. I, I would... I would push for Jalen Noel um, if if I were to deal with the Timberwolves, but that Darren lies the problem. Like Ricky Rubio's got, a, got two years left on his deal. He's got this year and next year, um, and, and I think he'd be really good filling the veteran point guard role that was left vacant by DJ Augustin. Um, you could potentially, you know, I, I think what the Magic are trying to do, or, or part of what their philosophy is, is multiple ball handlers is not a bad thing. Um, you know, Rubio's had a bit of a struggle this year. I think he's a better three point shooter than people give him credit for. Still. Um, you know, he's not shooting it off the dribble or anything. He's, you know, a spot-up shooter. But um, I, I I think that the Magic are okay going into a game with two, with two ball handlers and three ball handlers that they'll play fairly regularly. Um, you know, the idea with the Cole Anthony draft was, you know, we can potentially play Cole Anthony and Marco Foltz together. Um, you know, certainly Michael Carter-Williams has played in two-point guard lineups since he came to Orlando. The Magic are okay with multiple ball handlers on the floor. They're going to put their five best guys on the court if they can't. Um, regardless of position. And so just having multiple ball handlers is a good thing. Just look at how the Magic have played this season when all their ball handlers are out. Um, having guys who can attack and organize a team are is a good thing, to be perfectly frank. But this deal, to me, smacked of, we're trying to save the season. Um, you know, the Wolves, unless they're not going to give up one of those prized young players. They're not going to give up a draft pick for Aaron Gordon. Malik Beasley is not someone they're going to give up. I think because Minnesota especially doesn't own their draft pick this year. If they don't fall in the top five, it goes to Golden State as part of the D'Angelo Russell deal. So Minnesota actually has some motivation to be really bad this season. They don't own their draft pick this year. If they don't give the draft pick to Golden State this year, they don't own it next year. So they've, you know, they draft capital from them isn't as meaningful as it feels or as it seems. You're going to be waiting in line behind Golden State, and Minnesota certainly feels. Like with Karl-Anthony Towns, where he's at in his career, they, they went out and got D'Angelo Russell. They're trying to win now. Um, but you you could see what the construct of that deal is like. Ricky Rubio, a, a, a guy, a salary, a, a high salary to match Aaron Gordon's, a young guy, and a draft pick. If those are the three things the Magic get for Aaron Gordon, that, I think, would be a successful trade. And again, a, a big thing that I'm focused on at the trade deadline and what I think the Magic should be doing is making sure they get players who will add to the team next year, who will add to the rotation, add something to the mix moving forward to next season and beyond. It's about again continuing to make that push and and, and leap forward. Um, and again, it's about setting up next year's team, setting up the ultimate vision for the team that you have. That's 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 part of what this trade chip is. So I'd pass on that Minnesota deal, but you can see. The construct of what a deal looks like. And I think that's what's more instructive about this exercise. You go down the list. You know, Portland's had a long-standing interest in Aaron Gordon. To make that deal work, it would require Robert Covington to match salaries. I don't think Rodney Hood would interest the team very much, even though he's on an expiring salary. But the real prize of that trade would be trying to get a young prospect from the Blazers. Would they trade Gary Trent? My suspicion is no could the magic get Anthony Simons out of that deal I think that's a little bit more realistic and again bringing you know bringing Anthony Simons home um I think would be a really val- would be a really interesting thing again don't mind having a third ball handler though all three point guards would be young that would leave me a little bit skeptical but Anthony Simons whenever he's been given the opportunity has scored um and, and I think the magic needs scores like that um I did propose one three-team trade. I'm not a fan of three-team trades. I'm not a fan of predicting three-team trades. They are extremely complicated. But again, the same deal. The same, the same thing that I want out of an Aaron Gordon trade emerged. Give me one underused prospect that needs a second chance somewhere that can fit into this team's future. Give me a veteran that can help stabilize things. Again, potentially, probably to match salary. Uh, and then give me some future draft capital or another young player that the team can further develop. That's what I'm looking for. And that those are what those deals look like. The workable deals that make sense to me, that add some quality to the team. Again, you're not getting equal value back for Aaron Gordon. Aaron Gordon's a starter level player. I, I don't think you're gonna find many starter level guys uh on the trade market, uh, you know, on long-term deals in this. And again, you know, unless you're dealing for Andrew Wiggins, which I still don't think makes I still don't think makes a lot of sense for either team at this point. Um Kelly Oubre is certainly, I think, on the table a little bit, but again, I don't think that makes sense at this. I don't think that makes a ton of sense. Uber is about to become a free agent. The Magic are trying to cut salary, cut payroll a little bit. Um, I, I don't think that that kind of a deal makes sense either. So there are very clearly opportunities on the table. I, I, I don't want to dismiss that. I don't want to look past that. There are very clearly things the Magic can do. There are very clearly frameworks for deals with several teams. And it's just a matter of finding the right one and getting them to agree to it. There's something there. We'll see what happens in the next week, and hopefully Aaron Gordon will be back on the floor as well. But that's going to do it for me. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic at You can, of course, follow us on Twitter at Locked on Magic. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, tune in Himalaya, Google Play, Spotify, and all the fun places to download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. You can find me on Twitter at underscore MD, And, of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. You can follow us there on Twitter at OmagicDaily. That's going to do it for me today, though. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. For Orlando Magic, the Alien Locked On Magic, this is been Philip Ross. And we'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked On Magic.